This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them. Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo, and today I'm very, very excited because, of course, we are uh, continuing on our series, or perhaps kicking off, because I don't know where this is all going to land when it's all said and done, <laughs> but we have got uh, a guest with me this episode. Ladies and gentlemen, all the way from the Briar Shop in Houston, Texas, Tanner Hall. Hey, it's good to be here. Man, I am so excited. No, this is great because you are actually the first person, I think this is true, you're the first person that I've actually been able to podcast in person with since my move to uh, to Texas. Wow, that's that's an honor. That's a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. This is uh, it's also very humbling because uh, <laughs> this does bring me back in the early days of Country Squire Radio. It was me and John David, and uh, on you know we were doing it out of my house. Yeah, and uh, I, we I, like literally off of one table that I pulled out of the garbage, like out of, it was like next to a trash bin. And the other table was literally like just boards on top of like these stools, like the one next to you. <laughs> Amazing. And that's, that, that was how we got started. And, yeah. uh, and so it was, it was very humbling then. And then, you know, obviously, uh, we, we were able to move it to the shop. Uh, I was able to, to, yeah. you know, buy the studio and, and I had a whole studio set up. Uh, and then we moved to Texas. And so, uh, and so now we're, we're dealing with it's, I will say this, this is much nicer than what it was when me and John David started out. I don't house (laughs) nicer house and nicer equipment so you know progress in in a way yeah you know i was driving into your neighborhood and i was thinking man bo's podcasting must be taking up because the first (laughs) house i see at the end of the street is just this monstrosity barbie mansion and i'm like man bo bo it's just that country square radio is taking off huh yeah it's 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 a nice neighborhood no it it helps to be married to a doctor (laughs) okay yeah then the doctor doctor does it there you go that does help but no 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 it's it honestly i do get a lot of flack for uh from people who visit the neighborhood because they're like what is this (laughs) and i'm like look i know i know i didn't i didn't want to live here it's super pretentious it's just one of these things like when you have to buy a house real quick and i'll you just do it. This was the area too that back when during the flood uh, was hit so so heavily, yeah. and so and across the street actually the the it's still, I think they're still part of the same neighborhood, but they were the one that side got hit the worst, and some of those houses are still being gutted and everything else, wow. and a lot of these houses which are super super nice uh, were very much on sale over the last year oh, or so I'm for that sure reason. Sure they so, were, uh, but yeah. Sure so, they were. But anyway, yeah. So uh, man, so happy to have you here, and uh, and Glad to be here. So like I mentioned, um, you are the to tobacconist you're actually the uh, te- apprentice tobacconist yeah i'm an apprentice tobacconist at the briar shop a historic mm-hmm. shop uh here in houston texas um and so yeah man we're gonna we're gonna be talking to you you today Fantastic. and uh, learning a little bit more about you all right I, I don't know what there is to learn about me i don't know what they want to know but we'll, we'll let's, let's, <laughs> let's let's give it to them well you know the great <laughs> thing is is you know typically when we have folks on the show um you know from from our earliest guests we've tried to have people on that were interesting people that also happen to smoke pipes you know we mm. we we uh especially back then it was more of kind of that focus on that fellow pipe smokers who live interesting lives, do interesting things, make interesting things. Uh, but over time, you know, we've tried to incorporate people, uh, pipe carvers, blenders, uh, tobacconists on, on occasion we're, we're, Mm -hmm. you know, we've never really been an interview show. Uh, but that being said, man, what I love is that you are kind of in this, this beautiful, like cross section of, 
the uh, <laughs> the 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 interesting guy that that's also happens to be a pipe smoker, but then also like an industry up like some an up and comer, if you will, yeah, somebody who's yeah. got some talent that's uh, that's making their way. Trying uh, to, yeah. So let me let's start with uh, your pipe journey, man. How did uh, how did it begin? Well, so whenever I was, I guess far back as I can remember being a kid, my godfather uh, was a pipe smoker and he smoked Captain Black Royal. That was his go-to on the hamster cage scale of tobacco. (laughs) That was definitely makes the list on there, but that was his go-to tobacco. And um, when I was in um, Bible college, was not allowed to smoke anything at all. I'm kind of incriminating myself here. Yeah, well, which which denomination? Uh, it was the Symbols of God denomination. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So, so that, that's a smoking frown Smoking, upon. no yeah. drinking, no, none of that. No, no <laughs> vices uh, allowed. And uh, But I wouldn't call those a vice. But, but however, they would. They, they would, definitely. <laughs> they would frown upon it for sure. And, uh, and so I ended up getting a vape pipe. This is just the cheesiest thing wow. ever. Wow. All right. I want to go ahead and apologize right now yes. for having Tanner on the show. Thanks for coming <laughs> on. Man. It was nice. Thanks for having me, guys. Um, and, and so that I started doing that and I was like, you know, this is just kind of silly. Right. And so um, I stopped doing that. And just went to an antique shop there in the town and uh, and picked up a pipe and uh, went to the little CVS at the time when they still sold tobacco and they had Captain Black Royal and <laughs> bought, bought a pack of Captain Black Royal. Oh, man. All right. So that's interesting. So you, did you actually go to the antique shop with the intent purpose of buying a pipe or did you kind of happen to be there? You knew this was something that you were interested in? Um, I, I knew that it was something I was interested in and I had been to the antique shop previously and I knew they had pipes. Uh, Okay. And so I was like, well, there's a decent looking pipe. That's (laughs) not too kind of crusted over. Uh, And so I went and and picked it up. It was, it was a LHS, uh, one of those, uh, Purex. That's what the certified Purex on the side. And it was uh, just a little, uh, straight kind of Prince, uh, shape pipe and, that was my first pipe. Man. Okay, so so do you still have it out of curiosity? I don't. Oh, what happened? I honestly don't know what happened. You didn't happened. smoke it into the ground or anything? No, I've been, I've moved around so much over the last uh, last four years. I don't, I, that's, that thing is probably just. Yeah, no doubt. Lost. So so that was your first pipe, but uh, since then, how many pipes have you, have you owned? Do you have a collection? Are you more of like a, you know, like a one or two type of, uh, type of pipe smoker? You know, I'm, I've got a collection, um, probably close i think i'm at 26 pipes now i try to behave myself and do kind of a one in one out uh pipe buying policy uh but it's really hard to do um and so i'm i'm a collector and a smoker and you know one of my co-workers um he's got a collection that would blow the socks off anybody uh, especially dunhills he's got yeah in the range of like 270 oh is he one of those uh what do you completionists that like has to have every single make and model he he likes to refer to himself as an archivist he wants to have all the, <laughs> the things you know he's got That's such a classy name for a hoarder that's great it, it is it is <laughs> um chris felt's actually the um the rep uh here for uh, Augusta, which is the company who who distributes the Dunhill pipes and right. uh, things like that. Um, he said he told Austin that he's got pipes that he's never seen before. Wow! Wow! 
Man, Even okay, in, all right. In the actual Dunhill archives, he's never seen pipes. That's fair enough. But if, I'll put this: if he wants to be an archivist, uh, he, he's going to have to like have a museum of sorts, like, <laughs> yes. like and charge, you know, like see yeah. the the history of Dunhill. Yeah, pipes. he definitely. I think he could definitely do it. He's got enough to go for it, but uh, yeah, well, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, what? And th- you know, so you mentioned this was while you were in school. Circa what year? Uh, circa two thousand. 13? Okay. All right. So since 2013, which is right around when we were starting Country Square Radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, how did you go from kind of, oh, this is something I want to try and vaping is, is funny uh, to to where you are today as an apprentice? Like, like that's a decision, right? You don't. I'm guessing when you were yeah. a small child and the teacher asked you in kindergarten what you want to be when you grow up, you didn't say, I, I want to be a tobacconist. No. As a matter of fact, I remember distinctly. um I was the reason that my aunt quit smoking uh, tobacco products altogether. So I was, wow. I was one of you know the the school guidance counselor indoctrination of uh, <laughs> anti tobacco. Sure, sure. Really sunk in, but honestly, it was just a bunch of different life events over the last uh, couple of years. I was laid off from a job, and um, I had been a customer at the Briar Shop for as long as I've been in Houston, which is about three years now, and. Um, and so they just knew me really well, and and I had just built a great relationship with uh, the owner Bill, um, and the kind of the main tobacconist there at the time, Ross. And uh, and so when I lost my job, I was like, Hey, uh, you guys <laughs> mind uh, mind let me come stick around here for a little while? And and I was intentionally, uh, my intention was uh, to to just be there, you know, for a little while, um, and and then move on to to something something else because i was in the oil industry um and that's just always kind as of is a, houston yeah i mean like that's i mean you, you mentioned the neighbor we're in the middle of the energy corridor yeah like this is i did not realize how i should have because texas t right but i didn't realize just how big oil was in houston oh oil is everything here. yeah oil i mean when you're medical. outside of mississippi you're like you know you, you don't you don't you really know the industries outside of right. uh, kind of your, your own world. And then we come out here and uh, energy corridor. Why they call it that? Oh, this is where the oil money is. Yeah. Oh, I mean, Oh, Houston, Houston is where the oil money is. It's yeah. all over here. It's everywhere. It's yeah. everywhere. Which company, do you mind me asking which company you were working for? So it was a, um, it was a small oil production company and in, in uh, East Texas. Okay. And, uh, so it's called Jeffco production company. And they, um, they're just a small company. I operated just a home office out of Houston. I was the, um, the controller. So that meant gotcha. I handled all the reporting to the government. And uh, also I met with all of our clients were in Houston. So you've got Sunoco, the big oil companies. And so I just, well, it was based out of Houston. I would just go to all the meetings, got yeah. the, fun, the fun perks of the job while the, <laughs> while the owner was off making making the money happen so hey nice work if you can get it but of course the best uh job that's out there is being that tobacconist and a really kind of i mean the way that i have seen it through kind of the lens of john david but also just kind of watching his various apprentices that have kind of come through the door is you know you're you're stepping into a business an industry but you're really stepping into an art form yeah yeah and and that's how i mentioned earlier i i I wasn't intending to kind of stay there for long term it really after that first week of being there, I just fell in love with it. Yeah, um, I fell in love with with the history um, behind the shop itself, and and also just being that interaction, blending tobaccos, um, you know, learning um, more and and just expanding my palate a lot more than than I had um, before. And and it, like you said, it is an art form. And and as a matter of fact, I just uh, released my first 
blend my own blend at the shop uh which was has been kicking off pretty pretty fantastic all right all right you gotta come on come on what's it called what's it it's called? called boudreaux's reserve hey uh, yeah it's uh got a good dose of perique in there and dark fire kentucky and uh some virginia so it's it's a uh, it's one of my favorite blends at the shop now too um i just was just experimenting because after mcclellan kicked the bucket so to speak we um we just there was a big dip in our bulk tobaccos that we offered over that we sold sure um i mean that's a universal truth for a lot of yeah tobaccos, yeah so. everyone's kind of hurting there for a while and so just to fill in some gaps of tobaccos that that had gone by the wayside um we just said hey let's why don't you just try to blend some and so it was my <laughs> my first attempt uh really at at blending my I've, I've experimented you know and and i've got my own little blends that i blend myself personally but that was my first time to scale something up and uh and we've been pretty pleased with it it is interesting right because i mean you know you, like, as you mentioned you you've got blends that that you kind of you know when you've got when you got access to all the ingredients right there, why not kind of experiment right. and find something that you yeah. like? But when you're taking the step to do something not just for yourself, but that has a general kind of crowd-pleasing nature to it, like, is there a different mindset that you take when you do that? There is, because I try to to kind of understand what people's tastes are. And especially, uh, so at, just at the at the Briar Shop in general, most of our customers are really love the Virginias. Um, Virginia blends, Perique and stuff. And I, I don't know if that has anything to do with our proximity to Louisiana. Probably does. Um, but that's just kind of what they like. And so I, you know, most of the guys who come in who I know would go for a tobacco, I try to try to replicate the, those types of flavors that they like. Um, and mostly what I like as well, you know, you, if you like it, then other people will probably like it. Too. Yeah, sure. I mean, with, with some, it depends, you got you know. that one outlier that smokes, you know, like, like straight, uh, Oh, what was, I've got a guy who smoked straight Latakia. Yeah. 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 So, so we actually, um, had a guy back home that we've mentioned on the show, uh, Briar, who is a huge Latakia fan and will smoke it like practically like 99.99% of, of his blends. Oh man. And I mean, I, he gave me uh, a couple of years ago, he actually, as a gift, he gave me one of his old pipes. Cause mm-hmm. I love, I love Nording. I love Nording pipes, but I actually didn't own any Nording pipes at the time. And he had this beautiful church warden, uh, and he, and he, uh, but he never smoked it. So he gave it to me. And I was so touched by this gift. Like we were going at the time, you know, we were truly trying to make this business work together and everything. And it was just this great moment in time. And, uh, and I still cherish it. And it's one of these things though, when I first smoked, I can't remember what the tobacco was and it doesn't matter because it didn't taste the way it was supposed to. <laughs> Cause all you could get is just that entrenched latakia. I was like, <laughs> oh. I thought you said you didn't smoke this. Like, well, a couple of times, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. A couple of times the latakia is all it takes. Yeah. It's all it takes. But yeah, this guy just comes in and, He's like, I want four ounces of Latakia, an ounce in four separate bags, Dang. and that's all he ever buys. Teach their own, but you got so you got those outliers out there. But uh, what has the response been thus far to your first blend? It's been great. It's yeah. been really great, actually. And um, uh, Ross, who everyone knows and loves, he's uh, he's started a new venture, um, and so he's been kind of hard to get a hold of him. But finally. We got to meet up a few weeks ago, and I was like, you've got to try this. I need your opinion on this. It's like, everyone says they like it, but I need to know what you think. You need some honesty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And to my much to my surprise, he, he loved it. And so <laughs> I was like, all right, well, I know that it's good then. If if you love it, then it's it's good. So, yeah, so it's been... 
It's been great. Um, That's good. I mean, you know, in, you know, before, uh, uh, you know, start the podcast company, my background was kind of in the telecom world yeah. and product development. And it's interesting because we had the benefit of, you know, hiring those big R and D firms to come in, they bring people in and you're on the one way side of the glass and they're talking to them on that side about the product. And you're just sitting there watching them and they're speaking honestly, cause they don't know that you're on the other yeah, side right. of the glass. And, uh, but, but, you know, typically the mom and pop tobacco shop doesn't have the one way glass situation. Yeah. Like yeah. You, they have to sit there and smoke your tobacco and look you in the eye and tell you, I don't like it. Or I do like it. And it requires a certain kind of customer to be that honest with you. It, it does. And and we've got a good group of, of guys who who are regular pipe customers. And uh, we've uh, begun calling calling them the huntsman is what oh, they're yeah, called. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, the yeah. huntsman. So there's a group of probably uh, 10, 15 like, staunch regulars who you know they'll be there every Tuesday, Wednesday. They're going to be there. Right. Um, and and so, so they they can be pretty brutally honest. Um, and, and so they, they helped a lot with, with that. And what I tried to do is before I just put the blend out on the shelf, I had made one ounce bags of it and I just started giving it out as, you know, to, to the guys, um, with context or without context, with context. I was like, look, I'm just trying this. I want need you to tell me how, how it tastes. What do you think about it? And so they would, uh, they tried it. And then, Overall, the feedback was good. The one there was one guy who he's not not one of the the core regulars. He comes in and he buys um, our detectives blend, which is an old blend uh, that was actually created by uh, two Houston detectives. Oh and, wow! Uh, yeah. yeah, and so they over time they just experimented, 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 and finally uh, got this blend down. And it's a Virginia Preak blend, but one of the Virginias in there um, has a slight vanilla topping. Um, so most of you guys probably know which one I'm talking about. And and he just loves a Texas blend. And so I was like, well, if he likes a Texas blend, maybe he'll like this, but it doesn't have any kind of extra flavored uh, tobacco in it. And, and he actually said he did not like it. So oh, I was like, okay, well, maybe it's really <laughs> is that, that some of those guys just, just liked that, that aromatic, uh, little touch to it. And, and, um, I was trying to shy away from that one because from that, because so many of our blends already are in that aromatic, aromatic vein, you know, when the, when the shop first started, that's, I mean, the early American in the mid century oh, yeah, time, sure. uh, people were just all about the aromatics. And so we've got a huge repertoire of aromatic tobaccos and I just didn't want something else to just kind of get lost in the, in the shuffle of yeah. what we've already got going on. You know, I, I love, uh, I love kind of that, that nod to the detective blend because, you know, every single shop and every single shop that's been around, that's got some history to it has a couple of blends like that, that mm-hmm. like, cause it is, you've got the, the, the local tobacconist that is making the blends that are coming up with these recipes but every shop has one that's kind of like, oh, we had this guy, Dave, and Dave came in and Dave, you know, just would always order this. And so we started all smoking and we was like, you know what, we're just going to make this into its own blend. And yeah. so you get Dave's blend or something of that nature. Yep. yep. Uh, and, and now Dave is dead. Right. But, we, but his blend will live on right. or and something not, of that And nature. not every customer has been lucky enough over the years um, to get to get their blend sure, actually yeah. out on the floor. There's some customers who we've got blend cards for them, but it's not something that, <laughs> that it's something that's purely suited to their, their unique taste because uh, I I'm assuming over, over the years that one did, <laughs> they didn't work out <laughs> quite well for everyone else. 
Well, man, uh, something we're hoping works out really well for you is what's going on uh, this week as we record yes. this podcast. You know, I, I got to mention, I should have mentioned this at the top of the show, but uh, obviously this is incredibly generous for you to, to come on and fill John David's shoes for, uh, for, for a few episodes here. But, but you're doing this in the midst of a major life event for you. Uh, what, what is happening in Circa tomorrow? Yeah, Circa tomorrow, about 10.50, <laughs> uh, I'm uh, going to be flying to New York uh, to get married on Friday. Man, congratulations. Yeah. It's exciting. It's yeah. really exciting. Um, it we it's uh, came up quick. I can tell you that. Um, <laughs> I was not. I was just like, man, this week's already here, and then now tomorrow's there. It's Thursday, and so yeah, uh, we're we're gonna be flying to New York, uh, getting married. It's just us and our and our moms. Uh, we wanted to keep it small, keep it sort and of just have kind of a big uh, reception with everyone afterwards. Is it going to be upstate New York? Is it going to be New York City? It's going to be New York City. We're going to uh, be in Brooklyn. We're going to uh, Brooklyn. Yeah, Brooklyn on the on the promenade. I'm supposed to be there's some sort of permitting things, but because technically we we got married here in Texas, that uh, we've kind of avoided that. Just kind of just for the photo <laughs> aspect of sure, it, the sure, ceremony sure. photo aspect of it. Is taking place in New York, so nah, y'all, y'all, uh, y'all did that right. Okay, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, that's fun, man. Yeah. So why Brooklyn? Why Brooklyn? So the location in Brooklyn uh, on the promenade there, you can have the whole skyline of New York City in oh, the background. Man. Yeah, yeah, that's and be and we picked New York mostly because it's easier to leave the country from when uh, my, my fiance what are you talking about houston we got an international airport well, direct flights to almost anywhere right right but there's there's what is it four of them in uh in new york and my fiance <laughs> yeah, is a true. flight attendant and so yeah that and that, where y'all are going specifically that's going to be a huge benefit too right because right. literally y'all are going from new york to scotland scotland yeah, yeah. so that's yeah. that that won't actually be too bad of a flight even no i think it's only like not even eight hours, I yeah. don't think. It's not too bad at all. Now, I know your head is going to be in the clouds and, and you're going to have <laughs> far greater priorities than this, but are you planning on hitting up any particular, uh, say, Nat Sherman while you're in town at, in NYC? I don't think I'm going to have enough time, yeah. honestly. Um, I get there at three in the afternoon uh, tomorrow, and then from there we're going to scout out the location gotcha. for the for the ceremony and, and then uh, go eat and treat our, our moms to some dinner. Have you been to Nat Sherman before? I have. I have been to Nat Sherman. Shop amazing. It's it's something else. I haven't been since they've kind of revamped everything. Yeah, I yeah. went back and uh, you know what? Neither have I. Because actually, like the, even the last time I was there, they had the scaffolding and everything over the, uh, mm-hmm. the entrance. Oh man, I should have popped in. I was there. I was in New York City a couple weeks ago. I should I should have checked it out while I was there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I when I was there, they, they hadn't even started. They hadn't uh, done the kind of merger thing, I guess, mm-hmm. with the, was it Philip Morris. I think that it's, sounds it, right. And. Uh, if I'm wrong, I'll, I'll be corrected. I'm sure, uh, but uh, yeah, it was a, it's an incredible shop. I walked in just kind of wearing street clothes, and all, everyone behind the counter is in suits. You know, it looks super, super nice, super classy, man. And yeah. I was like, oh my <laughs> gosh, I am so underdressed for this place. You know, you've got all the all the business guys in there just smoking their cigars, and I was like, oh, I'm just a little Texas boy here to <laughs> look, get some man, pipe tobacco and listen, check the place out. I looked, I looked, I looked super cheesy when I went in there because I, I, because I, you know, I had my little podcast equipment when I was recording with them, and then I was literally taking selfies with Robert Downey Jr.'s like cigar case. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. there's there's a there's a level of nerd that that meets like I, I feel like nerd today doesn't have the pathetic connotation that it used to back in seventy. No, 90s. no, I mean nerd culture is huge. It, it's got... pop culture. Nerd culture is pop culture. Yeah. But I will say taking a selfie with Iron the actor that portrays Iron Man's cigar case does kind of get back into that little, little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, that's... 
not exactly like the coolest this moment, the but case I thought it was that awesome. Holds the cigars of right. the guy who does play Iron Man, right? <laughs> right. Like like twelve degrees of, of cool. Yeah, right. We're getting there. We're getting there. Uh, all right. Well, when you're in Scotland, though, I know there'll be some opportunities there. Yeah. Surprisingly, uh, I've only been able to find one one pipe shop in Scotland. It's in Edinburgh, and it's just called the Pipe Shop. Uh, but apparently, it's one of the oldest, longest, continually run stores in the UK. Yeah. Uh, so I'm excited to go check it out. I've browse their website they've got a lot of tobaccos that i'm uh i'm kind of drooling over to get my hands on especially uh, some nasal snuffs too so i'm excited to go check it out that's awesome man we um you know it's it's great because as part of these these episodes while john david is uh, adjusting to life as a father um we've uh, we've got a series of episodes we we've done with brian uh, not brian austin great with uh, brian levine mm-hmm. with brian levine who uh uh, it's doing kind of a pipe smoking around the world or pipe smoking world tour. I'm not sure exactly what the episodes are going to end up being called, oh, wow. but uh, talking about kind of the the pipe smoking in in, in Europe and uh, the various. It's it's interesting because you go from country to country and there's different kind of like you know availabilities and you know so, there's a strong pipe culture in some areas, right. a little bit less than others, and it can be a little surprising. Right. Um, but I am kind of curious to hear hear what your experience is. Are you planning on going? With a couple extra dollars, t- you know, tucked away. For, oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, definitely. You got yeah. hope to come up with some uh, custom blends or some custom pipes. Bit oh, of both. <laughs> bit of both. It's mostly going to be tobaccos. I think yeah. I've, f- I before I realized what was going to happen um, with my with McClellan taking their exit and and Dunhill exiting out too. I was focused so heavily on pipes that I neglected to to really bulk up my cellar. Um, And so I really need to now kind of focus more of my attention on on the tobaccos uh, that I love so much. Um, and less so on the pipes, but it's so hard when you just see that pipe that calls your name. You can't, you can't, you can't pass it up. Well, it, it is one of those things where you know the, it, it lasts practically forever. Right, a good, it a lasts good pipe forever. Will last forever. And um, yeah, I, I've the last. I'm trying to think of the last pipe that I purchased. There's been so many that I look at and I will bite my lip because I'm like, oh, I want to buy that thing. In fact, actually, last time I was at the Briar Shop, <laughs> uh, that was that was dangerous. Yeah, I've got a very very wide selection of some beautiful pipes there. Oh, we just got a lot of new Petersons and Briarworks into uh, within the last couple of weeks. So. You need to get to come take. Yeah, a, I need to, to I need to stop on by. <laughs> my wife will like just take my wallet before I. Over there. It'll be good. Well, man, uh, congratulations on on the upcoming uh, uh, Thanks, wedding. Man. Hopefully, everything will go off without. Oh a hitch. yeah, we're excited. It should be good. When I uh, well, I, I guess I shouldn't ask you that question since again we don't know when the dates are. But um, when you are back in town. Uh, you know, how can folks kind of keep up with you? How can they, how can they find the, the work that you're doing? Yeah. Folks can keep up with me. Just, uh, honestly stopping in the shop. Uh, I'm, I'm a terrible social media user. I completely just avoid Facebook at all costs if I can at this point. Hey, I'm the same way, man. Instagram is where I'm most least active. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm, I tend to be more active on Instagram and it's just at my first and last name at Tanner Hollier and people can find me there. Typically I'll just post, you know, random stories from around the shop sometimes and stuff. I need to get better at it. And and then the Briar shop, uh, we've got, uh, Instagram and Facebook and all that good stuff too. Spell Hollier? H-O-L-L-I-E-R. It's a like howler. It's uh, actually Olie. Olie? Wait, I'm sorry? Olie. Olie? It's a Cajun name. Uh, Olier, and uh, when they moved from Louisiana to Texas, everyone's like, "Oh, Hollier," you know. 
There you go. All right. Say the Texas kind of twang to it. See, I was going to mispronounce it in a whole other way. But that's what we got to do. <laughs> that's, that, that's part yeah, of it. It's okay. Look, it's a classic Country Squire radio move, just like transitioning to our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum. Missouri Meerschaum. Now, I know you're a fan of Missouri Meerschaum. I love Missouri Meerschaum. When was your first corncob pipe out of curiosity? So, since I started with Briar, corncobs honestly came later in, in, in my... Me as well. ...my yeah. pipe journey. Um, but really, I started smoking corncobs when, when I started... Uh, going to the briar shop because up until then I didn't have a local shop and this was around the time when you could still do free samples and so I was like well I'll just get a corncob pipe and smoke the different blends here in the shop yeah. to see what I like and and that's really where the beauty of the, the Missouri Mission pipes come come into play is so it relatively inexpensive pipe you can smoke whatever you want in it and you'll really get to taste the flavor and of what you're smoking and and so they're 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 perfect for that they're excellent pipes of course my favorite the country gentleman uh is i mean to me it's it's there's so many great pipes and so many great shapes that missouri maristram has and uh very very classic iconic looks but there's something about the country gentleman man it's a good healthy bowl you can get a it good is. pipe tobacco in there uh you know we're starting to get into fall which is like pipe smoking weather time to get out there get your lunting on uh for whatever reason, this ends up being the time of year that I do the most fishing as well. So mm. I'll, I'll be packing my uh, my country gentleman country when gentleman. I end up on the uh, the waters, man. So should be good. Yeah. Hey, if you've got a country gentleman, be sure to smoke it this week. Don't be like Tanner. Get yourself on social media. <laughs> tweet yourself, smoke of the pipe. Retweet it out. We love to retweet those out so we can let our friends at Missouri Mirsham know we appreciate them for sponsoring this show. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. 
I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Pipe Question of the Week. All right, man. Pipe Question of the Week. Since we've got a, uh, a special special guest co-host, I decided the pipe question was going to come from me. But oh, fantastic. I feel like this is going to speak to a lot of different folks. Um, you know, we've done different episodes on the art of blending and, of course, having John David on the show and being kind of a, a well-seasoned tobacconist mm-hmm. in his own right, of course, uh, is able to kind of field a lot of these questions. But for someone like you who is still in that apprenticeship phase, I think this is a really good one. So my question to you is this. If someone wants to get started as a tobacconist today, what is the best method to go about it? And I don't mean just like, oh, pick up this tobacco, pick up these, you know, start a blending kit, which by the way, we've got great episodes on, but I mean, literally like, like how do you break into that career? Honestly, I think the best way that that I can see, especially this is the fastest route to actually, if you want the the certification, you know, you want the certified tobacconist, uh, retail tobacconist license, is to to just if you've got a local shop, see if you can't start picking up, uh, you know, some hours, or just kind of uh, see if they won't let you uh, just help out uh, when you can, and and it's the easiest way because if you've been in the retail side for a year, you can then go and take your test uh, without having to go through a bunch of extra rigmarole uh, to get the license. And, and so that, for me, I think that's the best way is, is just getting that experience because it's not only pipe uh, tobaccos that you need to know. You need to also know your cigars as well. And for me, that has been the biggest learning curve I needed was the world of cigars because I just came in pipe smoking, you know, never really fiddled with cigars much. Um, and now I smoke them almost every day as well as my pipes. But um, that that was the hardest thing for me to learn initially mm. uh, was cigars because just as there's so many variations and differences in pipe tobacco, uh, the cigar tobacco is different as well all the way to the time that the tobacco is picked and what level of the plant it's picked from. Yeah. It's, it's a whole world of uh, of crazy and, yeah. and read as well i've found uh, there's great books out there on on tobacco uh to read and learn and understand what you should be tasting from 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 the leaves that you're smoking and and how a cigar is actually you know made how it's harvested how everything works and and so that's honestly the best way educate yourself as best you can the internet's a great <laughs> really great resource uh, and then and see if you if your local shop won't let you just help out i mean you're if you're already there all the time anyways you might as well see if they won't let you let you pitch in a little bit and see what you can do i mean is there that fear factor though i mean what's what's the old adage you never want to date your trainer or something like that <laughs> like there's a yeah yeah that that could be that could be <laughs> true um but you know I, w- I was fortunate enough the the briar shop is always a place if if you know if um Sometimes it gets really hairy in there, and we, it's just customer will often just help out. If they, 
you know, whenever I was a customer there and I saw someone wanting to look at pipes while somebody else was off, I would just hop around the behind the counter and, and show them and no one ever really, you know, thumbs or nose at that at all. And so, so the, the briar shop is kind of a unique place in that if you, you can just kind of help out if you, if you want to, no one's going to, no one's going to run you off or, or shoot you, shoot you away for that. So, yeah, that's good. You know, I've got a friend back in Jackson who's a DJ and not like a, Oh, I've got an iTunes playlist, but like, no full on turntables, you know, the whole, the whole set, like, you know, knows how to classically scratch and and switch around and everything. And he has people all the time that come to him and say like, Hey, I want to be a DJ. I want to do an apprenticeship with you and that sort of thing. And he'll never tell anybody no, but he'll make them work for the yes. Yeah. And so, you know, this just a little encouragement to anybody who's out there that, you know, a couple of things. One, I think what you said is absolutely true in terms of, you know, talking to your shop and seeing if you can pick up some hours. Most mom and pop shops out there, one imagines they don't exactly have a massive staff for the right. most part. And so, you know, someone willing just to pick up a few hours here or there can be a huge help to that shop, especially if you're the kind of person that that is kind of what they're looking for, which means a good relationship in the yeah, long run, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great relationship in the long run. And don't be afraid to, uh, to you know, use, just make them volunteer hours too because, you know, mom and pop shops, it's, everything is, uh, the the bills got to get paid still, you know? And, and so uh, um, I think, you know, just, just, just being, being some sort of help to them always is appreciated. Well, and so the other thing too is, you know, I love that you also said, um, you know, you're, you're already at the pipe shop all the time anyway. Yeah. You're already there. Well, so think about it this way. If you're already at the pipe shop, to some extent, you're interviewing for that job every single time you go into that shop. So if you're there and you see new pipe smokers come in and you want to be helpful to them and you're cordial and you're welcoming and you're kind of helping embrace those people into the, uh, into the pipe world and pipe culture, uh, that's the that's the kind of person that I would imagine that pipe shop owner would want to bring on as apprentice, and that's certainly the kind of person that we as consumers would want to be a tobacconist. In right, this space. right. We've got a guy who who wants to work for the shop so bad, but he's just uh, he's definitely not not the the right fit. And I and I think that uh, you know you've got to be you got to be aware of of how you're if you're wanting to get into the industry, right. you, you need to really be aware of, of how your actions and then, uh, you know, just your personality are, are perceived by everyone else. Uh, you know, and so it's just one of those things that you don't really, really think of. I didn't think of That's it. Good, yeah. I didn't think of it of as my visits to the pipe as to the briar shop as being one day I'm going to work here. You know, that was never a thought <laughs> of my mind. Right, right, right. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, but if, if you, it's something you're interested in, then definitely got to, got to just keep that in mind. That's good. Well, hey, that's the uh, pipe question for this week. And of course, we have pipe questions every single week on Country Squire Radio. So be sure to send yours in at show at countrysquireradio.com. That's show at countrysquireradio.com. Quick, Quick fire, fire with, with the squire. All right, man. So we've got uh, some quick fire questions for you. Um, you know, knowing that you were going to be on for a few episodes, I got I got a couple of Texas themed ones. Oh, fantastic! Okay. I'm ready. Now this one this one's a very specific. Uh, we're in Houston, and I have learned since moving here that Houston is very much a taco city. Oh, yeah. uh, Texas as a whole, I think, has a has a good kind of taco scene. But for something about Houston in particular that there's a there's like thirty taco shops. There's more taco shops than Starbucks. Like they're all oh, over. Oh, there's taco. There's taco <laughs> trucks everywhere too. Right, and almost all of them are delicious. Yes, I don't think I've ever had a bad taco at any of the places I've been. And it has converted me to the point where I start tacoing everything. I've got breakfast tacos all the time that I'll bake. Oh, yeah. And so, uh, so all right. All that to say, 
taco edition. Are you ready, sir? I'm ready. Let's do this. Corn or flour? Corn. All right. I'm going to go corn as well. Chunky guacamole or smooth guacamole? Chunky. All the way. That's right. All right. Pork steak. Uh, por- All right. This is a th- this is one, three right here. Pork, steak, or chicken? Pork. Okay. Unless it's barbacoa, then it's that's beef. Yeah? Barbacoa? Barbacoa. I don't think I've had barbacoa yet. Oh, man. You've got to have barbacoa. Is it like a seasoned specific type of so steak? So barbacoa is the meat from the head of the cow. Oh, wait. Okay. I've heard about this. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not the brain though right it's not the brain it's not, no it's like the, it's like the cheek uh, muscles and all that meat and it's uh typically just shredded yeah and so it's just like shredded beef um but it is delicious and it's called barbacoa barbacoa all right i gotta try that you've gotta try some okay uh for me yeah it's it's pork as well we started making our own uh, uh garditas and uh, uh that that was uh, that was a game changer <laughs> it also put my standards a little bit higher because after making my own now I'm like, whenever I order, I'm like, I can make it better than this. You know what I mean? Like there's a certain seasoning level. Yeah. Yeah. There is. There yeah. is. All right. All right. And then, uh, okay. So that was the pork steak and chicken. Uh, all right. Shrimp or fish? Ooh, shrimp. Really? Yeah. Uh, grilled or fried? Mm, fried. Fried. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I don't like shrimp tacos. There was a time that I could get down with like shrimp fajitas, but like I'm just not a big fan. I I haven't typically been a fan, but Torchy's uh, tacos, they've got a uh, it's called the Baja shrimp. Yeah, and the the flour or the batter that they fry their shrimp in is like good Southern style, like Uh, okay fried shrimp, and so it's a pretty good it's a pretty good taco. See. I don't know, man. There's just something about like fried food in a taco form, even though right now I'm willing to taco almost anything. That's the thing. Tacos, it's a, it's a fusion food now. It is. It really is. It's a fusion food. Yeah, dude. Do you want to talk about international fusion restaurants in Houston? That's a whole subgenres of subgenres within itself. Most culturally diverse city in the union, man. Man, you get all of the, the taste and everything coming together. We, have, you, have you been to the International Smoke? International smoke. It's not what it sounds like. <laughs> I have not been there. <laughs> it sounds like a, like a smoke shop, but it's it's actually um uh you get you get all of these dishes which are all of these like combined flavors and some are real successes and others not so much. <laughs> not so much. I'll I'll tell you more about that here in just a second. But finally, this is the last question. Uh, mess with Texas? Yes or no? No. I'm gonna say yes, and you'll find out why. On the next episode, we're going to have you on. <laughs> on the next round of quick fire questions. Now, I got to got to share this story real quick. I posted this out on Twitter uh, a while back by the time this, this goes out. But I was at one of these uh, these restaurants. And, you know, you and I, we, we are in the hipster uh, uh, genre class here. I think that's, yeah, that's safe yeah. to say. I've been called that a time or two. Well, with the glasses and the hat. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we, we, we're, we're, we're talking on a podcast about pipes we are in the hipster yeah we're there we've arrived (laughs) so you know i am not one to naysay hipsters but i was at this particular restaurant and i had this interesting uh pork belly burger with some sort of asian seasoning that was meant to be kind of a twist on like uh buffalo sauce okay yeah yeah. Anyway, uh, oh, it sounded good. <laughs> it did sound good, and then you ate it. It's better on paper, I guess. Well, so I also got a, a cocktail, and they bring out my cocktail, and I kid you not, in a spam container. 
<laughs> they served me my cocktail oh, no. in a spam container. And this isn't like some oh, sort of like, no. you know, faux thing with like a crystal or whatever that we do sometimes down south. No, this yeah, is just no. straight up. Here's a spam container. Here's the cocktail. We'll put a little umbrella in it. Here's a few straws. Go to town. And so I immediately get this thing and I post it on Twitter and it's it's gotten quite the reaction already. <laughs> oh, I'm surprised that thing didn't go viral, man. That's... Well, it's been, it's been, it's kind of building its way up there. Because uh, <laughs> I, I, I said, you know, I, as, as hipsters, I'm not sure where the line is, but I know where it's been crossed, and and this is definitely something. There's there's lines I definitely will cross. I can tell you that. To me, man, it's more like when we have completely thrown out function for form, and form is just ridiculous. Yes, and that's when we've gone beyond. Yeah, it's just useless. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what's not useless, man. That is you coming on the show and uh, filling in. You've done a great job, man. Of course, you're a, uh, a fantastic blender. Uh, you, people can find your blend right now at the Briar Shop. Does Briar Shop uh, online as well? So our website is under construction. We're getting ready to move similar to, to the square. Yeah, and, we'll talk about that more next time. And, yeah, sure. uh, and so website's down for now, uh, but you can call in. Our phone number's on our on our Facebook uh, page and, and our Instagram and call in. We do, we do mail order orders all the time so just can't washington state sorry about you but can't uh, can't mail you you're good well everyone else be sure to uh, mention that you heard about it on country squire radio and uh man tanner thanks so much for being here yeah, you're welcome all right of course you can keep up with country squire radio throughout the week you can follow us on twitter at squire radio you can follow me at the real Bo york you can follow john david at john david cole where the show's handles at squire radio but all that information and more can be found at country well tanner man Let's go have a day. Let's go have a day. your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.